If Guy Ritchie would make an incredibly low budget and shitty horror movie, this would be that movie. We watched Hellbride. We watched it so you don't have to. So you know what time it is. What's up, Moon Goons? Welcome to Horrible Horror, the show where we watch the worst of the worst in horror movies. Movies so bad they're scary. I'm your host, Marshall Hampton, and with me, finally, after a long hiatus of just weird events and time off, Aaron's back. Aaron, welcome back to the show. I'm back, baby! <laughs> Woo! Back. He is back. We have had... Uh, our lives have changed dramatically in this last month for both of us. Life uh, is happening. Life is happening. Uh, I have... Well, I didn't give birth, but I the birth of my first child <laughs> happened last week. And uh, congratulations, thank you, Aaron. You bought a super new house. Just got a awesome new, house. just just bought a house. Did all the closing, all that stuff. Uh, moving in, painting places. Pretty excited. So yeah, big events. I mean, hey, baby Olivia is beautiful. Yep, beautiful little girl. Beautiful little girl. We we life's happened. We're I guess actually considered adults now. We house owners and baby havers. I'm tired of being adulting. <laughs> it sucks. <laughs> Speaking of sucks, let's move on to this movie. <laughs> nice segue. Uh, we watched Hellbride, this uh, British independent movie that was released back in 2007. Uh, it was written and directed by Pat Higgins, and it's a short movie. It's got a runtime of an hour and 16 minutes. Uh, cast, absolutely zero. Anybody you've never heard of, unless you like. Some British person who not, might have seen these people. Not somewhere. even like BBC actors. A lot, yeah. of, a lot of BBC actors you'll see, uh, you know, show up on different shows. They just kind of work with each other. None of them yeah. don't recognize a soul. Yeah, the the only person, uh, the guy who plays the main character, Lee Parker, his name's James Fisher. He has thirty five credits under his belt, but again, nothing I've fucking heard of ever. And the only. This is co- weird fucking coincidence. Another that links it links this movie to a previous movie we've done on the show. Oh shit! The actress Eleanor James, who plays the ghost of Josephine Stewart, she has thirty four credits to her name. She looked familiar. Well, that's because we've seen her naked, because uh, she was one of the demon yes! succubus in yes! Force of the Dam, yes, aka demonic. <laughs> And she's in Force of the Dam 2, which is in post-production coming out soon. <laughs> they made another one? Yeah, I, I, they, they made another one. Whoa. Uh, so, And she reprises her role as a nymph? Angel, nymph, demon, whatever the fuck. I know we had a big argument over what the hell they actually yeah, were. Yeah. But yeah, so that's it. Cool. That's it. So we're just going to jump right into this movie because there's not much to talk about. Other than... <laughs> Uh, it opens it opens immediately with a, a voiceover narrator, and he's giving like this backstory of this cursed gem, and how it's managed to get passed down through generation through generation, and that every woman who has worn this ring has ended up dying. Uh, this is fucking Lord of the Rings. It very it very much is. It's so the intro, like it's not clear. Oh, who was the actress who played uh, Galadria in? 
Lord of the Rings. You're talking Liv Taylor? Not Liv Taylor. The other woodland elf. Oh, Elle McPherson uh, or something. K- 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 no. Kate Beckett. Not Beckinsale. No. Anyway. Blankenship. Was it Kate Blankenship? I don't know. I don't know. Anyway. I know what you're talking about. Instead of her, you got some guy saying, the ring was forged and it's got her malice and her anger. One ring to kill them all. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, it's very it's, much like that. It's pretty ridiculous. And it even follows the same kind of story. Yeah. It's like, it was lost. It was buried for some time. And everyone thought that it'd be gone. But then it resurfaced. <laughs> it, <laughs> I'm like, Jesus I Christ. <laughs> I didn't. Wow. I can't believe I even think of it. It's very much. Yes. It's very much. It is the one ring to rule them yeah, all. Yeah. <laughs> So basically, it just breaks out that uh, and, and, every woman who's worn this ring has died. Yes. And, uh, In horrible ways. The family dies. People around them die. Yeah. This this ring is a, it's a cursed ring. Yeah. And it's kind of funny because they're talking about this cursed ring and they're showing... A necklace? Yes! Yeah! <laughs> Thank you! I have a whole paragraph here. It's like the whole time they're talking about this, it's a cursed engagement <laughs> ring, a wedding ring, and it's ring, ring, ring. But the entire... Image entire thing you were staring at this whole time is a fucking, fucking heart shaped necklace. It's like a pendant, yeah. Yes. It's like- <laughs> and it's not even that. What talk about another rip off? You're talking Lord of the Rings. It's a rip off of the Heart of the Ocean from Titanic. <laughs> it's a blue you're sapphire right. heart necklace. You're right. It kind of looks like that. Oh my god, that's a connection I didn't make. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, God. So, yeah. Right so, off the bat, I'm like, fuck. <laughs> they can't even, that's a, that, yeah, they can't get anything right. <laughs> so, what's narr- narrator ends his little story? He's uh, so dramatic with oh, it, yeah. Too. Yeah. He, the, the image of a bride biting into a bloody severed finger is flashed on the screen. Roll the opening credits. And did you notice the music for the opening credits was like... It was like kind of sexy R&B-ish, kind of like... It made me think of softcore porns. Really? Yeah. I don't know. It was just really strange. <laughs> so once the opening credits are done, uh, we meet Lee Parker, the main character. He's shopping for an engagement ring uh, in this crappy little shop. Uh, and it looks almost like a British porn shop. Or not porn, a pawn, I'm sorry. <laughs> British pawn <laughs> you got shop. got porn on the you, mind. Oh, well, yeah. yeah, you brought it up. <laughs> uh, or, like, you know, it's just like this little mom pop. Thing. It doesn't look like a real jewelry store. It's like a knickknack yeah. store, and they, ha- they happen to have, have a little bit of jewelry. jewelry. And he's a stammering idiot. Yeah, he is. Uh, he's just going, I'll take that one. Oh, I don't know. No, no maybe, maybe this one. Maybe no, it's no, the right price. Yes, ah. no, yes, no, no. I don't know. What do you think? He keeps uh, uh, going yeah. and going, and the shop owner's looking at him like, you dumbass. <laughs> so, of course, he picks the cursed ring. I mean, or, or they wouldn't have it's a movie. The it's yeah, the one. It's the one. And uh, by the way, Lee is a stand-up comedian in this movie, so throughout this movie, we get scenes of him performing his stand-up routine. Really shitty stand-up. Which, again, unless I just don't get his style of comedy, there's nothing funny about his act at all. Like, I'd never found anything he said funny. It's less... Comedy, more spoken word. It's yeah, saying. it really like, is. Yeah. Like he's supposed to be a comedian, but he's just talking. It's like not. Yeah, he's not really. I mean, it, it's yeah. We'll we'll get into it later, yeah. but it's not that great. Um. So early on, we also meet Lee's friend Andy. Um, as the two of them talk about Lee, like finally popping the question to his girlfriend Nicole, and this uh, takes us to Lee and Nicole spending a nice, romantic, and relaxing day in the park, and. It's supposed to be like this really beautiful picturesque park, but it looks like they're just lying in front of someone's 
like than yard or something. Yeah, like it's a nice little landscape yeah, area. Because like yeah. there's just, you can clearly see like the building and weeds like right behind them. <laughs> you see this great building like and the weeds right along the wall, like directly behind these guys. Yeah, well, shoestring budget, I guess. I, huh? Yeah. Well, I mean, even on a shoestring budget, you go to a nice park. Couldn't even get a good park. <laughs> Jesus. Uh so after some more bubbling on and like, just tripping over his words, like Lee, because he's a fucking idiot. Uh, he does manage to propose to her, and of course, she says yes, and she's like, and it goes like, oh, my dad will be so happy, and blah, 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 and this cuts directly to her father, who's yelling on the, ranting Raven on the phone about not being happy, and talks about what happens to people who don't pay back their debts, and in comes Lee and Nicole, again, Lee nervously trips over more words while telling the father that they're getting married, and it's just, uh, he's like, oh, good, good for you. Yeah, great. All right. And they turn around and leave. Like, yeah. That's the whole scene. It's but re- the father, when he's on the phone and he's yelling and he's screaming, you get the sense that he's a bad dude. Like, he's a gangster. Yeah. You know, he's, and it's so, like, the dialogue, the way he's speaking, it's so fucking Guy Ritchie. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up. Cause I was going to, I was going to bring that up later, but yeah, it's, yeah, the father and a lot of the, I don't even want to say side plots, but just. Like weird gangsters. shit that goes on. Yeah, it's yeah. it's very much like a very poor man's version of Snatch, Snatch. or uh, Lock, Stock, and Two Broken Barrels. S- smoking Barrels. Smoking Barrels. Yes. What, what did I say? Broken. Broken? Oh, it's smoking. okay. Yeah. Well, um, yeah, it's it's ridiculous. I mean, it's it's such a direct ripoff. Like, I'm expecting Bricktop to walk yeah. in at some moment. The, 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 there's a know? scene like at the, near the end where we get to, uh, with the yeah, viral gangster. I'm like, yeah. I, that's what I'm like, is this fucking Bricktop yeah. talking right now? Like, is this just a ripoff of Bricktop? Yeah. Oh my uh, god! And what, is somebody gonna feed him to the pigs next? I mean, what's yeah. going on? Do you know what Nemesis means? <laughs> <laughs> I think so, I remember that one. A righteous infliction of retribution manifested by appropriate agent, personified in this case by a horrible cunt. <laughs> Me. <laughs> I can't argue that, Greg. Right I, on. I just can't do it in an English accent. Spot on. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, I'm going to skip over a few scenes of Lee and Nicole in the woods. They're just talking, and and, and then they're practicing their, I guess, dan- wedding dance in, like, a sunroom somewhere, and Andy's playing a bachelor party. It all happens at once. Nothing happens. I do like when he's playing the bachelor party. He does ask if the if the the, the venue has a vomitorium. Yes, a vomitorium. <laughs> and he's like, a vomitorium where people can go vomit and come back from more libations. Yeah. <laughs> like, what? Yeah, I thought that was interesting. Like, who? Like, wouldn't that just be a bathroom? I mean, just go to any bathroom. And- yeah. <laughs> Do you need a particular vomitorium? Yeah, like, just go to a bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> or step outside. Really, anywhere is a vomitorium yeah. if you have to vomit bad enough. <laughs> so, um, we get another scene of Lee and Nicole on some beach somewhere. And it cuts to a dark-haired woman walking through, like, this fancy garden wearing, like, old Victorian red-style dress. And this woman's voice is is doing voiceover, talking about love and and weddings, and it's just this weird out of place scene. Yeah. Like you don't like you don't really understand what's happening there. Like what's why it's there. It's just very nonsense. It doesn't make sense. Um, and it, another very harsh cutback to Nicole walking up the middle. Wake, excuse me, waking up in the middle of the night, and then she jumps. And then there's another jump. So before we jump, like, was she dream? I guess she's dreaming about this woman in the I garden. Like, yeah, like, that's the it, only it, thing I get from but it. But the editing is pretty bad. Yeah, you don't get that sense. And yeah, you don't. you don't. Again, the editing in this movie is pretty shitty. Yeah, it's very. Yeah, it's not great. Um, 
so and then we jump to her entering her dad's office and or no her dad entering his office so now we're either that night or next day. It's like cut, cut, cut. What's happening? Where are we? Yeah, What's like, going on? I, like, it's is hard this to part of a dream? Timeline. Yeah, because especially when you leave a dream sequence. Yeah, and then you're going into someone. It's like, is this part of the dream? Is this? Or where are we? Yeah, you know, it's it's tough to. That's keep exactly away. yeah. That's the feeling I had. Yeah. Um. So, but in the office, some younger guy is sitting at the father's desk, and it turns out this guy is the son of the father's. Like rival Gangster, gang leader, mobster, yeah. or something like that. And Leslie, the father, uh, it turns out like he owes a quarter of a million, I guess, pounds or something, uh, to this guy's father, to his rival. Maybe at the time it was euros. Maybe <laughs> it was two thousand seven. So yeah, who I knows? guess it would be. Uh, and then after some more like British slang talk, and it's, this is where I this is where I made my note about snatch and Guy tell Ritchie. me about this it. Yeah, scene is straight up, straight up, very snatch or Guy Ritchie esque. I mean, like the dialogue back, he's pointing a gun at him. Yeah, the kid gets upset, starts pointing a gun at the dad, and the dad is just cool as a cucumber. Yep, doesn't jump, doesn't you know even like blink, and he's just like. They have like a witty exchange. Yeah, it's like a bunch of again, back and forth. British slang and mm. di- work, you know phrases that I don't know what the and, fuck they're going. And on. sometimes, man, it's hard to understand these motherfuckers. You invented the language. Fucking speak it right. <laughs> Jesus Christ! They probably say it's, the same thing about us. Uh, we, we've butchered the English language more than they have. I will say that. Nope. Millennials have. At least I don't sound like I'm speaking with marbles in my mouth. Well, that, that's, not, <laughs> that's not butchering the language. That's just an accent. That's not grammar and dialogue. Well, their accent is absolutely. They do horrible. have. There are some very thick accents in this movie that that's true um but so anyway leslie and it goes on and on them talking back when finally leslie pull, he pulls out his own gun so they're holding guns at each other and the guy's like you're not gonna shoot me because my father will rain down hell and blah 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 blah, mm-hmm. blah. you I, we own, own you but now your daughter on their hand blah blah and as soon as he mentions the daughter leslie shoots this guy in the head killing him first kill yeah nicole walks in seconds later like right, it's like bang in comes nicole and she sees the dead guy sitting in the father's chair and her father standing over the body. And I guess she's used to because she doesn't really care that there's a mur- some murdered guy in the, in the office. Because her first line after seeing the dead body is, you're my dad. And I love you. And with love comes trust. I trust you. So what are we going to do with the body? Yeah, she. he even says, he's a dad. He's like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm about to call the police. I'm going to turn myself in. You know, it's like... Yeah. Okay, he's gonna do the right thing. Yeah, and then she's like, "Nah." Like, are you, I'm just like, exactly. Are you giving me like no questions asked? Like, I would have a lot of questions if I walked in and see all my dad yeah. standing over a guy with a bullet hole in his holding head, holding a gun, holding a gun. <laughs> <laughs> you just murdered somebody in your own office. You're like, "Eh, I'll help you dig the. That's, that's, I'll go grab a shovel." <laughs> Where are we gonna dispose of this body, yeah. Dad? So, and then she's like, we can never say anything about this to Lee. So, like, all right. And then they make plans to ditch the body, and she leaves for a while. She's like, all right, yeah, we'll ditch the body she, later. I'm, I'm going to go. She becomes this, like, mastermind for eliminating yeah. the body. She's like, we can put him in the quarry. No one's been using that I for a while. I wonder if secretly she is the leader of this gang. Like, uh, she's the crime lord, uh, and he works for her. Uh, I like that. Well, and it makes the movie more interesting that it, way. It really does. And... Yeah, she's like, I'm going to go to the movie. I'm going to come back from the movie when it's dark. And then we can take we can take care of the body. Yeah, and, I'm going to go get an alibi. So I was at the movie. <laughs> and he, he's and he goes something something to the effect of, I, I don't know what I can say. And she goes, best daughter ever. <laughs> <laughs> 
So after she leaves, we get another scene of Lee's fucking stand-up comedy. Which, it just goes on for a while. Uh, yeah, uh, which is not funny. It's not. And again, it's not like stand-up. It's, no, it's like he's just, t- I don't know, it's weird. Just giving his opinions on things. Yeah. Um, the next night, we're taken to like this small, crappy, like f- the f- this flat of, or, or apartment of the store clerk we saw at the beginning of the movie. Uh, <laughs> who sold Lee the ring and he's just sitting on his couch in front of the telly, which is there like two feet in front of him. Like it's this, like you can't get this thing any closer to the TV. This guy has got a small apartment. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I think there's dorm rooms bigger than this guy's yeah, apartment. Uh, he hears something. He gets up to go check the front door, seeing nothing. He goes back to the couch, goes back to watching the telly, which is, uh, you can tell obviously not even turned on. He's just staring at a powerless, Black screen, I guess. <laughs> and uh, but now creeping out from behind the couch comes this guy dressed in like black sheets, like a and, druid or something, and yeah. wearing like an old plague doctor's mask. It's yeah. the kind with like the long nose, almost look very bird esque. Mm-hmm. They were they were used for the bubonic plague, and they, they stuff it with like certain herbs and flowers that would so it didn't smell. Yeah, so bad. yeah. Um, that's so, good on you, man. Yeah. Good on you, because I was actually going to mention that, too. Yeah. I don't know why. I just recently heard or saw something about it, and I was like, oh, that's interesting. And then I saw the mask, and I was like, ooh, I got a little piece of education for the show. And you already had it. Good job. Yeah. Um, so this thing, guy, creature, I, thing, grabs- It's like a monster. Yeah. So, I, they describe it as a monster. Yeah, and the credits, it's listed as monster, but it's just a guy- in sheets and a he's, mask. He's in a big cloak, like a druid cloak or something, and with this, with the mask, with the bubonic. Yeah, he doesn't mask. look, and he's, his hands look like Freddy Krueger. Like, he's got, like, yes. or like leprosy on his hands or yeah, something. Yeah, his hands look fucked up. Yeah, and he doesn't like, look maybe like, claws on him or something, yeah, too. He, I, I don't know about claws, but he, anyway, he doesn't look very monstrous. Yeah. Anyway, he grabs the store clerk by the head, and I guess he crushes his head. Like There's, there's blood, he's grabbing his face, and it looks like he's fingers are going into his eyes maybe but his, his face you know yeah. I mean, all it's kind of shaky they're moving around a whole lot it's kind of hard to see exactly that's what's because happening. that's what you make up for shitty when yeah i'm gonna affect you just we'll try move, to, move move around, move you around. try to hide it as best you can <laughs> yeah yeah but uh, there's there's blood and there's he's whimpering and he's yeah either crushing his head or slicing him open yeah i i don't no. Um. He, so anyway, does he kills the store, the shopkeeper, the clerk? And <laughs> Where he, the fuck does thing come from? Yeah. He just, what is this? Yeah. It makes you zero. So you get no information on what this thing is or where it comes from. Um. But as soon as he's dead, the the, the guy in the mask starts like clapping his hands like a retard. He's like, like, he, like seriously, <laughs> seriously, he looks like a retarded kid. He's like, yay, yay, I did, yeah. And then all of a sudden, like you see a finger. There's another hand a shoot up like from off screen, just a single hand holding up one finger. Like the shush kind of thing. Yeah, simple. like the shush, and he just stops. And that's yeah. the scene. <laughs> and then we, we cut away. Was... Like, what? <laughs> I can't believe he went retard. <laughs> that's a bold choice. <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> but I did. <laughs> so, uh, we, not, we like I said, we cut from that to Nicole and her friend Carly talking... And having drinks at a pub, uh, and this leads to a flashback of how Lee and Nicole met in an elevator, or well, a lift, if proper, if we're gonna say with British. I, I like your uh, your use of the flat, the telly, the lift. Look yeah. at you. Um, so, and it's really stupid. It, it, it's a stupid scene. Like, first of all, Nicole and Carly are supposed to say they've been best friends for like fourteen years, but she acts like she's never like this is the first time they ever heard about 
Lee and Nicole meeting. Like you would think your best friend Ford, you would know, kinda, oh, you would know how they met right, years right, ago. Like, right. It's stupid. It's just a lame excuse to put this stupid ass scene in the movie. And it's a comedy scene. It, it's supposed yeah. to be again, but all these scenes just seem to slow the story down. It's uh, just, yeah, this movie's not that long. No, but it's it, a short it, movie. Yeah, but wow, it feels long. Yeah, and so many of these scenes, it feels long, but they could have taken out half this stuff and made an even shorter movie. At the end of the day, oh. this, it, it, the storyline from start to finish is probably about a half hour movie. Probably, and the rest is and just, just filled filler. in with filler. Yeah. yeah. Um. So again, this goes on for a while, and um, we go to Lee and Andy. They're sitting on a couch somewhere, drinking, in their apartment, watching yeah. Taylor. We don't know if we're in Lee's <laughs> or Andy's place. I don't remember. Um, and then, and basically, we learn that Andy and Carly are exes. That they had dated at one point. Uh, back at the pub, Carly gets up to go to the water closet. After she leaves the table, uh, the man in the plague mask pops up right next to Nicole's face, says something that I can't understand, whispers something. And while bleeding from the mouth, uh, Nicole screams, jumps up. The camera does like this really fast zoom out to reveal that the man in the mask is gone. Nowhere to be seen. And the rest of the the few people in the pub are just looking at her like she's a crazy woman. Like she's crazy. She's like, did you see him? Did you see him? Ah!" Yeah. She, She really like keeps cranking it up. I mean... Most movies, when they have that, like, ah, ah, they realize nothing's there. They calm down. Yeah, like, oh. She just kept going. She, yeah, she, she just kept on, who saw that motherfucker? <laughs> she's just screaming and screaming and screaming. And it's like, people are like, all right, bitch, calm, calm down. Calm the fuck down. <laughs> uh, so Carly comes back from the world's fastest piss to find <laughs> Nicole standing, freaking out, screaming, and they, just, and they leave, and they head over to Lee's place. She kept calling him the dirty man. Who saw the dirty man? The dirty man. I missed yeah. that. Dirty. Yeah, she called, called, called him dirty man. Weird. Yeah. Um, so, again, I'm going to skip over this long scene of the four of them at Levy's place because it's, again, useless. It's boring. and Well, you, and, you meet the, one of the characters who later gets messed we, the up. Only, the only thing we meet, mm-hmm. yeah, we meet Carly's current boyfriend, I think David or Eric or whatever. Eric. Is it Eric? Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, so they come back to the apartment. The girls come back to the apartment. Carly asks for a ride home. She calls her boyfriend to come pick her up. Yeah. Boyfriend comes. There's an exchange with, uh, what's his nuts? Not a- Lee. Andy. Andy. You know, it's kind of supposed to be funny again. It's supposed to be. Uh, He's but talking about her nipples. Yeah. You know, it's it sounds like, I know I just said nipples, and I'm sure the listeners are like, ooh, well, tell me more about nipples. It's really not good. No, it's, it's not. It's really not that that funny. So, you know, I know nipples are fun, but sorry. The basic was, okay, if we're going to cover this, then here's what I think. It comes down to this. Carly is drunk, and she comes down and starts talking to Annie. He's like, why are you talking to me? Oh, because I'm drunk, and I'm curious. And then Annie goes into spiel about how he wished he could take one thing from each of his ex-girlfriends and, I guess, combine them into the one perfect woman. And she's like, well, what, girlfriend. Yeah. what would you take from me? And he goes, your nipples. Yeah, in front of, in front of the, the boy, new boyfriend. In front of the new boyfriend. And the new boyfriend end up, ends up punching Andy and... And Carly punches him, and then they leave. Yeah, and that's so it. and it's, it's just the whole thing drags mm-hmm. on. It's so, um, basically, uh, we yeah, John and Carly be started awake. Okay, Carly gets startled awake in her bed from a bad dream. Uh, her boyfriend wakes up from the, her scream or her movements. Mm-hmm. They get into a short argument over Carly's yeah. dating history she, in the middle she, of the night. She wakes up and she sees. The girl in the Victorian dress that we saw earlier at the foot of her bed. Yeah. And she's like, ah, now, this is kind of weird because 
we the whole story right at the beginning it tells you that the ring is going to kill the bride or it's going to ruin the marriage why is everyone else getting fucked with well because okay yeah because in the the uh the in the dialogue the not dialogue the uh opening monologue with the narrator it did say that the curse not cover i mean it, it killed pretty much everybody involved yeah in the that's wedding. true that's true it, it, yeah. it affected everybody or, or josephine ended up killing everybody yeah and worked her way up to like the bride and the the groom that's true okay i forgot about that uh, so, so it's it's not it, it's, it's, I, I it's not clear saying. at this point. You're right. It is. It's not. Um, but basically, they get she gets into they get an argument over Carly's dating history. She's like, well, "You're so mad at me for having a pants? Like, I don't care about you're just dating idiots and blah blah blah." I go, ah, shut up. No, you shut they up. Argue. And, and, yeah, it's it's stupid. You know, go to bed angry. Basically, he says the only way I'm ever going to shove about this is if you sew my mouth shut. That's the one thing you need to take away from this from mm. their exchange. Um, they go back to sleep. Now we again we see. The ghost of Josephine Stewart, again, standing at the foot of the bed, watching them sleep. The man in the mask creeps out from behind Josephine. She places a finger to the boyfriend's lips in, like, the shushing gesture, and then proceeds to literally sew his mouth shut, What's which, that? astonishingly, he is able to sleep through. Yeah, he doesn't. What? <laughs> so, I mean, I, I, she kind of did that weird shush thing, so maybe it... Was a spell that's or the something? Only, I was gonna say that's right. the only thing I can watch. Like maybe there's like a sleep spell or like you're, yeah. you're out. It's what you're on. Unco- you're you're not gonna feel this. Yeah, you know, that kind of thing. So she shows they show her like going through the motions of sewing, but you're not yeah. seeing him actually be. So, you see the stuff. needle put to his lips, and then mm-hmm. it shows a perspective. It shows her, and you see her hand going up and yeah, down. Yeah, so you don't, yeah, you, you don't, don't actually see it. see it in the lips. Yeah. Um. So she gets <clears> done. And Eric then wakes yeah, up. Like as soon as she's done, he wakes up in a panic. Mm-hmm. And he, but it was kind of funny because he reached up, he feels his lips, and then he kind of rolled his eyes like, ugh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I missed that. Yeah, it wasn't like panic or shock or fear. It was more annoyance. <laughs> like, God damn it. Someone show my lips shut again. <laughs> like, old hat. You know, it's just yeah. a pain in the ass. So, it, it show, yeah, they show him freaking out or in his quote-unquote panic, we'll say. Yeah. And that's it. Then it cuts to the next morning with Carly waking up, and she rolls over, and he's gone. Like, his whole body is gone. There's no trace of him except, like, the head indentation on the pillow and a single drop One of blood. One speck of blood. Yeah, which Carly doesn't. Nobody sees. <laughs> and that's it. That's that's it. Yeah. Uh, so. What? <laughs> what? Did he die? Yeah. Did he, he go to the hospital? Yeah, and he's like, I, babe, that's, you know, Carly should check there. Like, that's a good point. Like, uh, I guess I need to go to the hospital. Somebody stole my lips shut in the middle of the night. Yeah. Well, I mean, he w- obviously wakes up. The, the ghost is gone. The yeah. monster's gone. Yeah. He's got his lips shown shut. Why doesn't he just wake her up and be like, mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Did you do this, bitch? Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Take me to the hospital. Yeah. Just get some stick this thing. But no, he just... <laughs> Disappeared. He's gone. He's gone. Never He's seen not again. Dead. No death scene. No. We don't know. Yeah. I like that day he just get whatever got up and went to the hospital. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, she yeah. thinking she did it in the night. She was like, well, we're broken up. I'm not seeing her again. <laughs> I'm going crazy. Yep. <laughs> How'd she do this? So uh, I'm gonna go with that theory. So he's yeah. he, he's alive. He's just yeah. at the hospital for yeah. the rest of this. Uh, so the next scene uh, is, next is the scene of Nicole talking on the phone with her father. Uh, during this conversation, her dad is looking at an unfolded picture of a woman in a wedding dress that has a black and white picture of Nicole's head covering the head of the woman 
and a few red lines running across the neck. Now, I might not be describing this perfectly, but it's just a fucking weird-ass thing for this guy to be looking at while he's talking on the phone with the daughter. Like, it's, it's like, gives it, it kind of gives this impression, like, okay, he's either in love with his daughter, like, sort of like, I want to marry my daughter myself, or right. I'm going to fucking kill, kill my, my daughter. daughter. Because there's, like, red blood, like, lines across her neck, like, her neck was slashed or something like that. Like, what is going on with this picture? Yeah. Like, it, why does he have it? Yeah. Like, it's just fucking weird. So we now we get to another fucking weird scene of Nicole wearing a long white dress, walking down an old empty like hospital hallway towards a yeah. hand that's continually like opening and closing, and we hear Lee's voice talking over everything, saying, "I like chocolate ice cream." Yeah, it's I some, used to it's like, like chocolate ice cream. Stupid. Yeah, it makes like, you know. It's like what? I just wanted you to know that to, to let you know what kind of person I was. And, I like chocolate ice cream. Yeah. What? Yeah. <laughs> and she stops just short of the hand, looks at it, turns around, walks back down the hallway the way she just came. The camera follows her as she wanders through the empty hallways and rooms of this abandoned like hospital. I guess it's a hospital, yeah, like a hospital or a church, because she walks into this the like building. This, like the, yes, this this room. She, she walks into this very large open room, and it does look very like it could be something like cathedral yeah. with the many archways and pillars. Mm-hmm. But then the windows are like squared on, almost like bars. So, like yeah, it, maybe it's a weird. It could be like a, a hospital that make a. Because hospitals used to be a very church-like, or have some... Sanitarium some, or something, san- you know. Sanitarium, yeah. Uh So, uh, she... And in the far corner stands a dark-haired woman in all white, but a large blood stain on her chest. And they stand there looking at each other for a while before Nicole turns around. And as soon as she turns around, she's face-to-face with Josephine, who shouts at her in a demonic voice, That's my ring, you whore. <laughs> Or no, that's my ring, whore. Yeah. And simply that, blackout. That's it. That's, what the <laughs> fuck? Why? Oh, God. So we cut to Nicole waking up in her bed. So another again, goddamn again, dream. it was a dream. And which, I mean, this was obviously a dream or something, but it just, this is the third dream sequence we've now yeah. had, like, the last yeah. 10 minutes. Yeah, uh, she, she sneaks off into the bathroom and calls Carly on the phone. And so now she's, Nicole is at Carly's place. The two of them are drinking coffee and they talk and Nicole is telling her about the dreams. And during this scene, we learn that apparently Carly is a psychic or a medium. Yeah. What the shit? Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. I used to dabble in the black arts. Yeah. I used to dabble you know. in that. Sure. <laughs> yeah. No yeah. big deal. Yeah. You know. So Nicole asked her to do a reading on the ring. So he's like, yeah, of course. So Carly lights two candles and places Nicole's hand on what looks like a folded up white bed sheet. Right. That, that's all you need for a psychic reading is just yeah, two sure. candles and a white bed sheet, apparently. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it's now it's hard to hear what Carly's saying during this reading due to like poor sound quality and the fact that the actors are speaking very softly in this scene. They're not very they're not talking very loudly. And they're horrible British accents. Yeah, so I don't <laughs> know what's said here. Basically, I just we cut to the two of them suddenly at the house. No, she she does say something to the effect of you know, I, I see her. I see her here. You know, it's like she she is able to read or have a feeling about the ring. And then basically she's like, I let's go talk to my cousin is what she says. Is that the cousin? That's okay. The cousin. I, yeah. Um, yeah. But basically we're at the house or a flat of this awkward 
weird guy who I again is the cousin. I didn't. I missed that. Um. So Car- Carly's cousin, and he's supposed to be like an expert on paranormal and like mythical items, and whatnot. And he offers him toilet water to drink. <laughs> That's like the one thing I remember from the scenes. Like, uh, I don't have any coffee or tea. I was hoping you want to call me that, but I do have toilet water if you want that. Well, but- they do often call bathrooms just the toilet. So and he he mentions like not out of the toilet, not out of the actual toilet, not like you'd be. He's he's so awkward. Yeah, he's tripping over his words. He's fumbling. He's like all nervous. He's and, the same. Basically, he's Lee. He's the same thing Lee does. But just he's not, he's so turned up a notch, awkward, and just. Ugh. But once they're like, you know, once they start talking about the rings, boom, he switches gears and he's all smooth, professional, on it with it. Like yeah, it's a now, total shift in personality. Now here's the. Like another thing, I was like, he takes again. He you brought the ring. He takes one glance at it, and he immediately is like, "Jesus Christ, that Josephine Stewart ring!" He know yeah. just one simple look. He knows exactly what it is, where it's from, what the story is behind it. Yeah, now, I, I want to bring this up here because uh, we already talked about the opening of the movie. The neck always shows a necklace instead of a fucking ring, and that r- necklace has a blue shaped sapphire or blue sapphire in the shape of a heart. And so I'm guessing, uh, but the ring that Nicole wears that's used is clearly a dark red gem in it. Yes. Maybe like a garnet or something, but it hasn't, so it's, it's not like even a, silver, a blue gem. It's like a silver setting with a red stone. Yeah. So it's not, nothing is right about this. <laughs> the opening shows a blue sapphire heart necklace. The ring is silver garnet yeah. or something. <laughs> nothing remotely similar or connects these things at all. Nothing. So, but it's supposed to be the same cursed object. It's, but yeah, the guy, the cousin's like, oh yeah, I know exactly what that is. He tells her the whole backstory. Yeah, he's like, oh, let me guess, you're having visions, aren't you, and nightmares. Mm-hmm. And like, and he's like, oh yeah, Josephine, you know, doesn't like it, he wants to kill you. Like, he's like, as a matter of fact, like, yeah, yeah. She, she doesn't like it. And that's, very this much. is when he then explains that it, will, it, it, anyone even loosely associated with the ring yeah. will be you know, is in is in harm, yeah, is in could, jeopardy. That, so then that explains why the dude got his mouth sewn shut, why the the shopkeeper got killed, and yeah, and so on. Uh, yeah, he goes. He tells a story about Josephine, how she was betrayed by the man she was engaged to marry. So we get her backstory: like she snapped, and she began picking people off one by one. And when she was ready to kill her to be husband, she put on her wedding dress, bit off her own finger her with finger. the ring on it spit the finger onto her husband, and then gutted him and pulled out all of his entrails. It's pretty hardcore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and he tells him that he's been waiting for this ring to pop up for years again, and that over the last hundred years or so, the ring has popped up here and there, and each time a young couple, with, with a young couple, and each time that couple dying mm-hmm. in a, a gruesome death. So... Now he wants to meet Joseph. He's like, "Hey, I want to meet this girl. Let's meet the so bitch." So he pours like he pours on, like some sake on the ring. Oh, it's water, but he's <laughs> pouring it out of a sake like container. I know, but yeah. like, it like, looks like he's pouring sake <laughs> on it. And he says some cryptic poem or words. And now Josephine appears in a smoke-filled mirror, threatens Nicole. Both Nicole and Carly are like super chill about this. I they know. act like it's everyone's a- just like, yeah. They act like it's a total everyday event that a murdering, venge- vengeance-seeking ghost like is in a mirror and friends. It's like, ah, <laughs> yeah, it happens every day. No big yeah. deal. No big deal. Who wants lunch? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, they just don't seem to care. So Josephine's like, basically like, I'm going to kill you all. I'm going to kill you. And Carly just says, no, you won't. 
just like you, just like a parent to a child, it's like, no, yeah. you're not gonna have that cooker. No, you're not gonna do that. And Connie's like, no, no, you <laughs> no, won't. No, no, you're That's, not. Like, there's no emotion or or, or like and, immediacy in this scene. Right, it's right, like, right. There's no sense of like you're talking to a fucking demon. Yeah, who or wants goes to kill you in a mirror? You know, <laughs> and there's like, nah, 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 you're not gonna do that. Yeah. So they trap her in the mirror. With a sheet. By covering with a sheet. So they basically treat the murderous ghost like a fucking bird in a cage. <laughs> we'll put the sheet over it. It'll think it's nighttime. Yeah, it'll, it'll, go, to it'll go to bed. <laughs> That's exactly oh, what happens. <laughs> That's hilarious. And he goes... He's just like, oh, she won't She won't escape. I've always wanted a ghost in a mirror. Yeah. <laughs> well, now you got one. Ugh, so... The guy, so this guy tells Nicole that the ring is still Josephine's, that it's her anchor to this world, and it will stay that way until the curse is broken. And he tells, like, by the way, keep the ring away from dark energy, bad karma, and blood. Dead bodies and blood. Yeah. You know, and whatever you do, do not stick the finger with your ring on it up your ass. Why? What? <laughs> because it's dirty. That that's it. That's the whole reason why. Why did these? Why why did they go there? Yeah, like why the, did they go there? They're trying to be funny. It's like, that's so juvenile. Juvenile and, and like it's, this hasn't been like a slapstick movie or like they haven't been making like anal j- fart jokes at all. This it, movie. It's like there's no. All of a sudden, boom! We're going. We're, we're going. Don't there. Don't stick your finger up your ass. I mean, it's yeah. like there's no reason for that. It's just <laughs> fucking retarded. So the girls leave. Time passes. Nicole returns to Lee's place where he confronts her about running off in the middle of the night. She's like, I can't tell you what happened. I can't tell you. He gets pissed off at her for, like, not telling him the truth or lying, and he, he storms out. So we follow Lee, who's walking along some brick building, and we we hear, like, whispered voices, you know, played over the scene. Can't make out what they're saying. The man in the black sheets with the plague mask is creeping behind Lee. He stops, turns around. Sees nothing. The man's gone. And when he turns back around, here comes Andy pulling beep, up in his, in his car. The two of them drive off. Their next scene drunk at a club slash bar, getting, you know, drinking it away. Yeah. And now we get another flashback of Nicole and Lee spending time together out in a field in the middle of nowhere. Flying a kite or something. Yeah, or just got done flying a kite. This scene, it's really fucking boring. It, Long it, and pointless. It, yeah, it's basically meant to show us how great the relationship was. But it's so goddamn boring and meaningless. It's just more filler. It really is. Yeah. Uh, back at the club, Lee suddenly sobers up. He's, so, he's all drunk. I was like, and he's just like a flipping the light switch. He's suddenly sober saying, I have an epiphany that I don't care that Nicole lied to me. I still love her. I'm going to go be with her. And he just runs out the club. Yeah, that's I mean, it. That's What? <laughs> Nobody sobers up that quickly. Like, that's so and he weird. seemed wasted. They even talked about him throwing up earlier. Yeah. So he's like hammered. Yeah, to the point of vomiting. Yeah. He needs a vomitorium, I guess. <laughs> and all of a sudden, he's just like, I'm good. I'm good to go. Yeah. Uh, so he rushes off to find Nicole so he can tell her about his newfound carefree attitude. He finds you Nicole. You can lie to me all you want. Yeah. <laughs> he finds Nicole at her father's office, but not until he runs in, has a run in with two, oh, I assume, like yeah. two janitors or something. And it's something, an argument over spilt coffee on a boiler suit. And it ends, the scene ends with Lee leaving to go buy the guy a new suit and leaves the building. Like, it's, there's no... It's, it's like a comedy scene. Yeah, it's supposed to be, but it's like, again, it 
there's no point to this scene. There's no reason for it. No, there isn't. There's no, no it has nothing to do with yeah. anything. It's again, I think just filler. I mean, they were I, they had to struggle, I guess, to get this thing above sixty minutes. They's like oh, throw the shit in here. We don't yeah, I mean, it's a scene where he's he's running back to go see Nicole, and he's got, got flowers. He bumps in this guy, spills coffee on his boiler suit, sure. and then they all start. He starts bitching about how he needs to buy him a new boiler suit and how you won't get past me until you do this. Yeah, some of like these janitors just, are like security guards. It goes now too. on and on, and it's kind of they're trying to make jokes about the shit, like, and it's it's awful. Or. It's so bad. Um, so. Finally, we cut to Nicole crying in her father's office. Leslie's trying to console her, and in comes Lee with flowers. They hug, and they make up on the spot. That's it. They, they hug. Oh, er- everything's yeah. gone. Forgiven. Now, we crossfade to their wedding day. So, that, that was it. Just all that's... All. Uh, gifts are piling up on a table in a room whose walls are covered in yellow sheets. This Let me tell you, this is the fanciest wedding I have ever seen in my <laughs> life. Holy cow. It's in a... Like a warehouse room with yellow sheets covering the wall and a folding table with a white sheet used as an altar. Yep. And folding chairs for seats. I and mean, I they, think balloons. They did have they balloons. They had balloons, yes. They did they have balloons. a few balloons. A white, white balloons, yeah. Yes. So <laughs> It's like it's like a, the size of a small cell. Yeah. It's I mean, pretty small. Pretty it's small probably room. the size of the room we're, we're in yeah, now. Yeah, but, yeah. I mean, obviously that you guys can't see it, but it's not much. <laughs> it, oh, and there's also, I will. this comes back. I will point this later, but there are no windows in this room at yes, all. Yes, there's there's a door. There's one. Yeah, there's a door. Uh, so we get, you know, we get the montage of Lee and Nicole getting ready while sappy music plays. Um, after the montage, we see Bricktop or the mob boss. Who I thought was Bricktop. <laughs> uh, yeah. So now they're showing the rival, the rival gang leader, yeah, who's like giving it like a his like he's like he's like the football player like pumping up the team in the locker room before the big game. Like, all right, guys, we're gonna go out there and get him. Win one for the Gipper. Yeah. <laughs> you were gonna kill him. All right. Yeah, I want. I want to see him hanging. I want to see toes come up. I want to see torture. I want to see him all die. All right, gang. I'm not sitting this one out. I'm coming away. Yeah, he goes, I'm not sitting this one out. You know? <laughs> like his last hurrah. Yeah, and he's like, yeah, you killed my son, so I wanted his daughter in pieces and blah, 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 blah. So back at the wedding, all were basically all the guests consist of Leslie's mobsters. I mean, like bodyguards, yeah. That's it. There are no friends or family at this wedding. Except it's, for Carly and... There's Carly and Andy. Yeah, and that's Nicole, it. And Lee, and then everybody else is just mobsters, yeah, g- gangsters, just like all gangsters, yeah. And there's a pre- the preacher. Yeah. That's it. Uh, so it's about a dozen mobsters in a room with the yellow sheets. And now, again, I thought crime lords were supposed to be have like shit tons of money, but I get guess Leslie's like the head of like a really, really shitty crime organization <laughs> because again, this wedding is the crappiest thing and location I've ever seen. Uh, like, where'd the money go? Like, yeah. where's your money, yes. crime lord? <laughs> Come on. You got none. So the wedding starts. and It would look better in his office. It, it really would have. They yeah. could have just gone outside to one of those parks they shot and just done it outside. Nope, they can't do the parks. <laughs> <laughs> so the wedding starts, and seriously, a few words into the ceremony, one of the balloon pops. And um, one of the mobsters shouts out, Sniper! And everyone pulls out their various guns and rushes Runs outside. outside. If there's a sni- okay, there's, there's a couple things. Oh, I have a this. big problem with this. <laughs> okay, there's a sniper shooting at you. Yeah. <laughs> Into a room with no windows. No windows! 
how okay that's pretty fucking obvious that's horrible that's so like- <laughs> that's horrible two he yells sniper <laughs> and everyone just runs outside runs outside Runs outside right into sniper fire. Yes, that would say cover, and it could run right outside. And then three, the people who aren't mobsters without guns running outside, they don't hit the deck, they don't do anything, they just stand Damn around that. like, huh? All right, yeah. Oh. Like, the problems I have with this is very similar. Like, first of all, the fact that they knew it was a sniper right away, like not just a balloon popping, it was like, what? How would you know that? Uh, and... Also, the fact that the so the balloon pops because it's shot with a bullet, and so but the bullet then apparently just stops at the balloon. Nobody on the other side of the balloon gets shot, like and that was would be bullshit. The balloon is not going to stop a bullet. Somebody would have gotten shot on the other side of that on the other side of that balloon, uh, but the bullet just vanishes instead. Uh, I also I don't have a I. The, the, yeah, so the main problem I have this is the fact there's no windows None. in this room. So apparently the sniper shoots through solid concrete and can see through it. And can, yes, and can see through it. The guy, and, uh, I don't know. So how does the sniper even know what he's shooting at? Like he can't know. see. And not to mention the sniper gun itself is basically just an MP5 with a silencer on. It's not even a rifle, like a sniper <laughs> rifle. It's just a silenced <laughs> assault rifle. It's like, oh, <sighs> god damn it. So. Now moving on, we hear the sounds of massive sh- like firefight shootout going on There's outside. There's a big gang fight going on out there. Yeah, two more sniper rounds are fired. One hits Leslie in the stomach, and the other hits him right in the neck. He he drops. He dies in Nicole's arms, who again takes this amazingly well, and not just her. Like all of them seem are way too calm for what's happening around them. There's a fucking gangland of violence. Yeah. War. Gang, gang war. Gang war. It is gang, gang war, war. Full on gang war in happening. In the middle of your wedding. And you're like, and they're like, all right. Oh, just another yeah. Tuesday. Yeah. <laughs> Can we get the show on the road? Yeah. So <laughs> so she's she's consoling her father like, oh, don't die. Uh, and, you know, Carly says, hey, you might want to move that ring from all that blood. Remember what my cousin said? Blood gets all oh, over the ring. Oh, your blood's drenched in ring. I want to say the only person that seems to be remotely affected by Andis is the preacher who seems somewhat freaked out like yeah. concerned. Everybody else is like, whatever. But yeah, you're right. You, uh, you go, go on. You were, uh, uh, first of all, Leslie then, before the bring, Leslie picks up, no, Lee picks up Leslie's gun and he charges out like, I'm going like, to go join the fight. I'm like, why the fuck are you doing that? It, this makes no sense to me. Like, it, it wasn't his father and, it, and his... he's, and he's not a mobster. He's not a gang member. Like, I would think you be, should be more concerned about keeping your wa- wife, soon to be yes. wife safe get her out of there but no he grabs a gun he's gonna go run outside and join in the fray like <sighs> what the fuck so so yeah now the blood gets all over the ring and basically sensing a disturbance in the force carly's cousin <laughs> he's sitting on the couch reading looks up from his book he's reading and says oh no and he goes to uncover the mirror now cue super shitty visual effects of like paranormal clouds and energy in the sky above, like, the warehouse yeah, where they're having is, the wedding. Yeah, this is pretty bad CGI. Well, for some reason, they also had to throw in some really shitty shadows of, like, men holding guns in the bottom corner of the screen. Did you yeah, see that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, that like, was why so is weird. That <laughs> it's so strange. Like, that doesn't need to be there. <laughs> I don't know what, it just looks like ass. I don't know why it's there. <laughs> 
So suddenly Josephine appears in blue light and smoke, standing on the altar, a.k.a. folding table covered by a sheet. <laughs> and she says, let us pray. And Leslie's dead body is dragged under a table by the, the man in the plague mask. And I guess the body's eaten because the table just starts shaking a lot. And blood starts splattering Yeah, so out. I guess we're eating the body. Nicole and Josephine are face-to-face. Lee, who all of a sudden is back now, he yeah. shoots Josephine in the chest twice. She falls to the ground. It's and, that easy. Sweet. Yeah. That's a, Andy opens the front door and just talks to this long-haired mobster who is supposed to be in the middle of a firefight. And he's, and he's and, just standing there all calm. like, shoot, 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 shoot. Yeah, and there he's like, so uh, how much you got left? He's like, oh, I got a few more. Yeah, I no, think no, we'll be done in about 10 minutes. He calmly, yeah. And he's like, yeah, how's everything going? The guy calmly buys... Only a couple of fuckers left. Should only take a few more minutes. And he's like, "All right, all good, right. For, good for you. Keep out, uh, keep it up." Gives him like a little slap <laughs> on the back. Closed door and goes back in. I'm like, I can't. Like, I don't. Is this supposed to be the, funny? Yeah, like, Is it? I uh, God, I'm getting like brain freeze from this. Like, it's I don't understand why you would write this. Like, nobody would act this way. If there was a gang war, I would not peek my head outside and say, "Hey, how's it going out here?" It's it's, it's like, like it's the movie's kind of going somewhat slapsticky, funny almost, or I you know, I don't know. We don't know where where this is going. Yeah. So Nicole opens up one of her wedding gifts, which happens to be a fucking hatchet. She gets somebody gives her a hatchet as a wedding gift, and like again, like are you fucking serious? Who gives that as a wedding gift? <laughs> Not to mention, how does Nicole know that's the one that's a hatchet? Because she just picks it up like she knows what it is and opens it. I like, need this hatchet. I need this hatchet right here. Just let me take this wrapping paper off of it. I must have missed that part because I was wondering where the hatchet came from. It was on the table of the gifts. She unwrapped it. And where the fucking sword came from. Oh, well, that comes up. So Nicole approaches Josephine, who stands up. After saying, I'm going to have to ask you to leave. You weren't invited. Nicole began slashing Josephine with the hatchet. Nicole sprayed and covered in blood. But this has no effect on Josephine. She's just standing there. And again, Josephine has all the time in the world, like, just basically kill everybody. Just, sure. Just, she's just standing there taking it, looking scary. Like, just standing there. Yeah. She's not doing shit. Seeing this, Nicole says, well, I know what I have to do now. And then she cuts off her own finger with her own ring finger and throws it at Josephine. Josephine vanishes in a blue light. And Carl's like, well... She's only going to come back. She, that just surprised her. That didn't do it. She, she, she left because she was surprised. She'll be right back. How do you know? What? What is happening? And she goes, oh, I guess I shouldn't have done that. Yeah, and, yeah, they say the only way to get rid of her is to change the meaning of the ring. So Andy comes back telling them that, hey, don't go outside, by the way. There's a gang war out there. Well, no shit. You can hear it. I mean. <sighs> that's that's not new information. Yeah, that's not yeah. new. So Nicole now wants her finger back so that they, she can reattach it. This leads us to a shot of a gang member who all of a sudden is back inside because they're all ran. They all ran outside, yeah. doing, but all of a sudden one of them is back inside who gets grabbed and dragged away by the man in the plague mask. Uh, the plague mask thing has finds Nicole's finger on the floor and eats it. Lee sees this, and because it happened like three feet away from them. But still, no one seems freaked out after what's happened. Still, everybody's perfectly calm. And I mean, for Christ's sake, Carly is saying that their arms crossed looking bored out of her mind. <laughs> she takes, <sighs> Lee takes the head from Nicole and kills the plague mask guy with one strike to the head. 
and he somehow gets Nicole's finger back, even though he ate it, gives it back to Nicole, and now they start opening other wedding gifts, and this is what consists of basically a machete and a sword. So those are the wedding gifts on this table. Like a fucking samurai sword. Yeah. Like straight up Michonne, Katana, Walking Dead stuff. Yeah. yeah, this made me think of the bride in Kill Bill. You know, like, she's got a fucking sword, she's in a wedding dress, and all of a sudden I'm, I'm, I'm getting Kill Bill thrown in there. Yeah. So already, I've talked about Lord of the Rings, Yeah, I've talked about, uh, we've, we both talked about Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels, Snatch, Guy yeah. Ritchie type films, and now all of a sudden, I'm starting to get kind of a Kill Bill theme here, yeah, there too. Yeah, so. there you go. There you go. So, yeah, so these wedding gifts are just blow my mind. Uh, so... <laughs> Carly reattaches Nicole's finger using a staple gun, which, nurse, would that even be possible? Could you reattach a finger with a staple gun? I mean, you could maybe staple it on and... But no, it's not going to work. <laughs> I mean, you, it's just... It's not going to work. <laughs> you don't need to ask a nurse that. That's common sense. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's, I'm just sitting there looking at him like, what the fuck? And she's taking it like a champ. Yeah. That's got to yeah. hurt, man. Yeah, that would hurt. But again, like nobody has any emotion in feelings no. like in this movie. They're just emotionless zombie like, going through their emotions. Uh, so now Bricktop comes in. Uh, he hold, looks wounded. He's he's been shot. He's holding his gun up. He stumbles towards the group, gun raised. Andy sees this, leaps in front of Nicole and Andy, taking the bullet. The gang leader drops dead, as does Andy. Carly goes to help Andy. Now, some really, really bad acting is shown here as the Andy and Carly trying to have, like, this emotional moment. Oh, yeah. Like, Sh- you know, Andy's dying. Yeah. He's having his last breath. And he's – the sound is really bad, but he's trying to act here. Yeah. You can tell because he's breathing so heavily. Oh, and yeah. And it's hard he- to understand what's going on because it's <sighs> yeah. – You know, it's like, oh, God, now you're deciding to act? Yeah. It, it sounds like he just got to run a marathon instead yeah. of that. And, and- – and they're trying to be heartful, like, oh my god, I, you know, I still, I really do love you, and I'm sorry, and all this, and blah blah blah. Let's get back to it, blah, you know, it's that same shit, yeah. it's that song and dance. Uh, but she's like, uh, she kisses him, and he says he's going to live. I'm, I'm gonna live just so I can see your nipples again. And he's like, well, I can show you those now if you want. And he's like, no, 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 I need a reason to live, so don't show me your tits now. I'm like, what? what? It's like, again, like this. The writing here is. What's going on? Yeah, it's it's. Asinine. Nicole and Lee grab the preacher, force him to finish the wedding ceremony, and as soon as he pronounces them man and wife, Josephine pops up behind them in a ball of fire and other crappy visual effects. <laughs> Carly says, you may kill the bride. So Nicole chops off Josephine's head with the, either the machete or it's the, the sword, sword or sword. whatever. Yeah, okay. They even show her, like, open it. Like around at her eyes, you know, like like a fucking samurai movie yeah. or something. She opens it up. It's a shot of her eyes Isn't opening it like the, from like the Ninja Gaiden video. Right, like, right, the, the Ninja yeah. Guy, it was all letterbox. Yeah, so she opens it up and then goes, yeah, yeah. So she cuts off Josephine's head and blackout immediately. Like the the head hasn't even completely hasn't fallen even off fallen the shoulders off. yet, and it's blackout. Now, the narrator from the opening comes back to talk over some more black and white images of basically showing what just happened, like, of the of the characters in the movie and, like, the wedding and dead gangsters laying all around. And he gives us some epilogue crap, that, and it, it doesn't matter. Yeah, like, and Lee and Nicole go off. They, they went straight to the airport for the honeymoon, didn't even wash up, went in a blood-soaked wedding dress just to get on the honeymoon, and 
who knows what the cops thought about all this. And, it, <laughs> oh, and like, yeah. And then uh, and Lee then, and Carly are, or pardon me. Lee and a- Carly and Andy are probably Andy, banging yeah. in a water closet somewhere. Um, but again, it, sh- it goes back to the blue heart-shaped necklace. Yeah. Which I don't understand why it keeps showing this because the movie's about a cursed ring, not a necklace. <laughs> I don't get it. But anyway, it blacks out again. Roll the fucking credits. That's the goddamn movie that makes no fucking sense. <laughs> Some passion. Oh. So that's Hellbright, everybody. <laughs> that is Hellbright. That's oh. uh now there's not much to go on, but let's go into favorite kills. There can be only one. Favorite kill. All right, Aaron, what, what, what do you got? Well, there weren't really many no. kills. Um, there was a kid who got shot in the head. There was a store clerk who got his face squished. Mm-hmm. Uh, Eric really didn't die. Uh, yeah, we're assuming, yeah, in, in our, in our, in our yeah. version of the movie, Eric's just at the hospital getting fixed up. He's at the ER. Yeah, getting his lips on. So he, he's fine. Yeah. Jeez. <laughs> uh, I guess... Fuck. <laughs> there's, like, there's like nothing. They all suck. Yeah. I know. Uh, I, I guess I'm going to go with uh, Josephine getting her head cut off because that's at least the end of the movie. Yeah. That's my favorite kill. It's like, the movie's done. Sweet. You stole exactly <laughs> what I was going to say. I was going to say the same damn thing because the movie was over as soon as it happened. <laughs> so it was a shitty effect, but it marked the end of the shitty movie. So Josephine getting decapitated, favorite kill. All right. <laughs> Oh, so that goes. Let's go into odds and ends. Not only did they watch these films, they researched them too. Ugh, what is wrong with these guys? Uh, you. I was. I shit myself almost when I saw the ratings for this movie. IMDb, five point one out of ten. Wow. Five. Five. Who the fuck gave this movie five stars? Uh, ten. I agree, but still five. Now, Rotten Tomatoes. Nothing. Oh yeah. Well, that's... I mean, no, no, tomorrow's not even an audience score. That's yet. not a surprise. No. Amazon, three point four out of five on Amazon. Oh, that's just about par for the course. Still, it just, I, I it ain't people anger me. This like <laughs> maybe lose hope in humanity. Really. Whoa. Um, plot keywords. There were fifteen total. Okay. Um, Aaron, you want to take you want to take a gander? Take well, take a guess. Let's see. Plague mask. Nope. Uh, staple finger. Nope. Uh, wedding. Yes. <laughs> Bride. Uh, yes. Uh, jeez. Right. Lord of the Rings ripoff. <laughs> that should be. Yeah. <laughs> no, Guy have... Ritchie ripoff. No. <laughs> we have Quentin Tarantino ripoff. No. Wedding. Gangster. Sniper. Ooh. Nightcl- Nightclub. Monster. Which is I. Use the loosest very, word yeah, of the word yeah. monster, and that monster could put up no fight. He got killed so easily. Yeah. One little hatchet, quack, yeah. done, done. Jesus, finger bitten off. Bride, axe, ring, stand-up comedian. Which again, <laughs> I'm using that term very loosely in this movie. Proposal, mouth sewn shut, finger cut off, eye gouging, and beheading are our plot keywords for this movie. That's about right. Uh, trivia, nothing. 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 Couldn't find a damn thing. Yeah. Uh, so that should be it. Should be no surprise that I also, unfortunately, could not find any budget information. So there will be. There is no. That's, bu- that's not a surprise because I, I imagine this was shoestring budget. Yeah, it had know, to have been. Just... But yeah, no, no budget game this week. But I did find. You know, we do have five star reviews. 
These special movies have a place in these special people's hearts. Five star reviews. Fucking so, hell. Now, okay, I kind of lied. There are zero five star reviews. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the There were only seven total reviews on Amazon for this movie, all from this year, from 2016. The highest reviewed review was a four star review from Thomas Clement. That's who, four stars too many. Yes, it is. Well, this movie was only made in 2007. The budget gives the kind of effects you might find in a 70s B-flick. But who cares about effects? This is about characters and dialogue. And here the, mo- and it's here the movie shines. Sure, the accents were a bit hard for this yank to decipher 100%. And it relies too much on F-bombs. But when the dialogue works, it brings some terrific laughs. Not the most original plot. <laughs> jilted, blind, cursed ring, etc., but it's not the ingredients, it's how well the cake is baked. If you like Tucker and Dale versus Evil, I think you'll like this one. Four stars. Ugh. I first of all, it is a matter of the ingredients, because if you put shitty ingredients in a cake, the cake's gonna taste like shit. It is all about the ingredients. That's how it- Yes! It's all about the ingredients! <laughs> If you put like rotten tuna and like tobacco and hot sauce in a cake, it's gonna taste like shit. <laughs> yes, it will. Man, God. I like that. Please tell me you had that in your back pocket because that was beautiful. I loved it. Moving on, Tim L. Four stars. B movie with a big surprise. It's rare to find a B comedy flick with funny moments as well as subtle, consistent humor in, in the dialogue. I'd watch it again for a few more laughs. Definitely something I'd recommend. Fuck you, Tim L. No, it's not. <laughs> God damn these people. Waka Jawaka. Dark and funny. A twisted love story? Question mark. More than that, a little bit thriller, a little bit horror. And a lot of intelligent story writing and acting. Four stars. Intelligent Intelli- acting? This is awful. My God. I mean, high school plays with better acting. <sighs> From ES. Really low budget, but good script. Well acted. Likeable characters and funny. Four stars. Am I, am Are we I, the only ones who don't get this movie then? Because I, 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 I maybe, maybe there's something wrong with us. <sighs> Because people seem to think it's pretty well acted. And all these people are British for some. Maybe it's a British thing. I don't know. The last four-star review is just from a customer that says, That was a hell of a wedding. And so they lived happily ever after. The end. Dot, dot, dot. Four stars. Weird. It's a weird review. Last two reviews. One three-star review from Jessica. It was okay to pass time, but that was about it. In fact, I'm not paying attention at all. uh, uh, I'm not paying attention all the time, so I missed some of the middle, etc., wouldn't watch it again, that's for sure. Three stars. Why would you even read a review? Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, I really didn't watch it. So, uh, three stars? Even that's that. At least that's a little more realistic, but still, three stars. I wouldn't watch it again. Eh. Three stars you might watch again. I'd watch yeah. it. Yeah. Three stars, it's like, uh, that. that's just the bottom of the barrel for me yeah. to watch it again. Yeah. And last one from the one-star review from Science Minded. Just dreadful. Not worth your time. One star. Finally, somebody gets it besides <laughs> us. Thank you, Science Minded. God damn this movie. Uh, I'm done. I, I we're wrapping this up. We're, final thought, final review, final recommendations, thoughts, whatever. You know the deal here. So I've been on hiatus for about a month, and yeah. now this is what I come back to. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> God damn it. 
So, yeah, so bad it's scary. It, it's, oh, it's, yeah. it's obvious. Yeah. It's obvious. Of course. Um, for sure. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> same here. So, so bad it's scary. The only thing I will say about this movie is the it had potential in the premise of the fact that I if the, like, the ghost of Josephine they could have been a, this movie could have been so much better because they said that like, it's supposed to kill everybody involved with the way and work its way up to the bride and groom. Okay, if that's the case, then they could have had death scenes for Carly and Andy, the, the father. They could yeah. have killed all these people, and then Andy or Lee and Nicole, I'm like, what the fuck's happening? They, then they realize this ring. Oh shit, it's the ring, and they're you know yeah. they're about to die, but we have to get married to break this curse. And it's big, this big climactic thing where Joseph they get married. Ryan Joseph is about to kill them or something. There was potential here, but they fucked it all up. Like Nicole or Andy and Carly should have been killed in some gruesome way to make this curse more threatening. Instead of everybody like, eh, eh. we don't care about shit. <laughs> eh, nothing happened. Eh. Eh, try and be witty instead. Yeah. Let's throw out a couple of one-liners. But regardless, same thing. So bad it's scary. This movie's fucking awful. Do not watch it at any cost. It's bad. So bad. There's your PSA. Yeah, PSA. All right, I got to take a breath. Holy shit. <laughs> All right. Uh, You're getting pretty worked up yeah, over here. Yeah, uh, yeah that's going to do it for us for this week. I, I need to go take a nap, and <laughs> I, I don't know if maybe I need to give myself an enema to get rid of this movie. I don't know. Something needs to happen. A cleansing. A cleansing, yeah. yes. I need a cleanse uh, to wash this movie away. But uh, So in the meantime, remember, follow us on – check our Facebook page. You can like us on there. Uh, check out our website, HorribleHorrorPodcast.com. Check out our Twitter, uh, So Bad It's Scary. We're on Instagram at Horrible Horror Podcast. And you can listen to our podcast on Podbean at HorribleHorror.Podbean.com, as well as iTunes, where you can subscribe, like, give us five stars. And like I said, for recently, well, second, not to here, but we are also now on Google, Google Play. Play as well. Yeah. So there's one more avenue if you can find our show. Uh, like I say, if you have any recommendations or suggestions, feel free to send them in, whether it be Twitter, uh, 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 Instagram, or our email through our website. We're always taking uh, listeners-suggested uh, movies. We have Actually, next week is a listener-suggested movie we'll be who doing. Who is the listener? Uh, the- I don't know. No, it was somebody who – it was from the convention, from the contamination. Okay. The next – well, not next week's movie is Drainiac. Okay. Uh, uh, so you can, I can look for that if you want to catch up. Uh, that's going to do it for us this week. Thanks for listening. I'm Marshall Hampton. I am Aaron Southworth. All right. In the meantime, watch more horror movies and forever and always keep Keep it it tight. Keep it tight. Keep it tight. Keep it tight. Keep it tight.